0: Christmas celebration is coming, isn't it? Turn with me this morning to Matthew chapter 2 Matthew chapter 2, we started reading there in verse 1 Matthew chapter 2 As we finish up with holiday the celebration of Thanksgiving of what God has given to us our nation set aside a time and then come Friday morning after that Thursday morning of Thanksgiving we have to have the law inside Walmart to control people We start seeing lights put up Uh, you will be able to drive through many small towns and you'll see lights hanging on signs and light posts. There will be reefs hung. There will be lights on homes. Many will even get in their cars once it starts getting dark and just drive around to look at the lights that are on homes and in yards. We'll see nativity scenes outside businesses. Christmas. You'll be able to walk into people's homes. You'll see tables decorated. You'll see uh, Christmas trees in corners and set in the middle of a room or by a window to draw attention to it. But if that's all Christmas is about, something has been truly missed. Amen? There's something been missed in that. People will be rushing here and there. We'll be buying gifts. There'll be get bags bought, boxes bought wrapping paper kids are looking forward to getting out of school and celebrating Christmas but truly if that's the celebration something's been missed surely there's got to be more to it than just that this morning I want us to look here in Matthew chapter 2 at the first Christmas ornament first Christmas ornament and I believe that it is the mainstay I believe it is the very foundation of why you see every light home I believe it's the uh, main ingredient of why we see these homes decorated it comes from this first Christmas ornament given Matthew chapter 2 starting there in verse 1 now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king behold there came wise men from the Jerusalem saying where is he that is born king of the Jews for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him when Herod the king had heard these things he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together he demanded of them where Christ should be born they said in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of of Judea. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had heard privately, called the wise men, inquiring of them diligently what time the star appeared sent them to Bethlehem and said go and search diligently for the young child and when you have found him bring me word again that I may come and worship him also when they had heard the king they departed and loath the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary and his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gold or gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. And Lord, I pray that you would be exalted. I pray that all heaven come down upon your people this morning. I pray that you move in our hearts and upon our hearts, stirring us, Lord, that we would truly see this morning that it is more than just about ribbon, lights, and trees. That we would truly see the gift given to us this morning Would you do something within our hearts that we're not capable of doing ourselves? I pray that God, the Holy Spirit, move in such a way that you will be worshipped, that you would be pleased with us. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that Satan be barred from this place. It's in his name I ask these things. Amen. The Magi, the wise men. We see the story. We always see three of them there. which The Word of God tells nothing about how many of them showed up. It's just three gifts given there are many people that debate how many it was and that really doesn't mean anything to me. It's not significant. If it was significant enough, the Word of God would give it to us. But I do know something about this magi, these wise men. They were astronomers for one thing. I believe the Word of God teaches us that these men were from the Persian Empire in that area. They were probably around this elite group of men, these very wise, knowledgeable men, men of learning high in society they were probably a a group of these men around at the time that Daniel that the uh, Persian or the Babylonian Empire took over Jerusalem during the time that Daniel was in the palace Nebuchadnezzar and I believe during that time the word of God shows us that probably more than likely that during that time that Daniel through his testimony Daniel through his worship and the things that Daniel done it stirred in these men's hearts the Holy Spirit used the actions of Daniel he used the words of Daniel and something happened within these very wise men five to six hundred years earlier they learned something from Daniel spirit that a messiah was coming now i want you to think on this just a moment five to six hundred years earlier is when uh, daniel was in uh, slaved when they took those 70 uh, hebrew children and placed them in uh, to be servants to the king And whatever happened within these wise men, whatever, uh, the Christianity that was rising through this, those that were looking for a Messiah, those that were looking unto a Jehovah God, these wise men in all their knowledge and wisdom, Brother Charles is waiting to see a star because it had been prophesied. They knew that there was a Messiah, that uh, something was going to happen in Bethlehem and I believe they watched these stars Now I want you to think on this just a minute the Magi had been waiting and I don't know how long they had been waiting on this star to show up but I believe that it was so serious to them I believe it was so much in their heart that they would know the time of the coming of God's son that every night I believe that one of them was on call and I believe that he was looking and awaiting to see that star to know that the Messiah Surely they wouldn't say, well, we know a star's coming. We'll just check it out once or two times a month, and we'll just let that lay. No, I believe they were waiting. Can you imagine the old boy that was there that night when the star showed up? Can you imagine the excitement in his heart? For years, hundreds of years, they had been waiting to know when he was coming. And then one night the star appeared to guide them to where the Messiah. See, they had an excitement in their heart and there was a guidance coming from it. But I want us this morning, I want us to think on some things. And you know, Christmas means different things to different people. So everyone seems to have their own idea of Christmas. Well, I'm going to get us all on the same page this morning. And God's people should be on the same page about what Christmas means. Amen. If we can't agree on where Christmas is, something's wrong within our heart. God's people should be on the exact same same page when it comes to Christmas. Because there's got to be more to it than just what this world promotes. We'll say, well, you know, what Christmas means to me is we get to all the family together, and then we eat casseroles, we have ham, or we have turkey, we eat sweet potatoes with marshmallows on the top of them, man, that's what Christmas it's more than that. Well, it's about family gathering and praise God for those things. But it's actually more than that. It is a celebration of what Christmas truly means to us. Because I know that the uh, Magi, they were very excited about what was going on. They were excited about one thing. It wasn't. They weren't excited to say, "Boy, it's been a long time since we've been on a long travel, and we're fixing to go visit." We're fixing to go into a different land. I'm excited about the trip. That's not what excited them. You know what excited them about this? It's the same thing that should side us this morning. Jesus. That's where the excitement comes from. That's what led everything else into this great celebration. It was about Jesus. So with that as a background, I want us to look at this star. Some things that it points out and it speaks of first of all the star speaks of the glory of god's glory that's what the star speaks of that's not the star itself but god uses anything that he wants to and the star speaks of god's glory the star is was reflecting god's light for god's glory amen that's what it was doing All throughout the word of God we find that uh, light's associated with God's glory. Remember uh, God's light led the people of Egypt or God's people out of Egyptian bondage. Remember that? By night they'd have that flame and they could walk at night. It was God's light revealing God's glory upon his people. Moses on Mount Sinai said that the whole mountain had lit up with fire. When uh, Christ at the Mount of Transfiguration the word of God tells us that his face shone as the sun and his clothes became white as light for God's glory. Jesus Christ himself in the book of Revelation uh, is called the bright and morning star you know what what a star is actually doing is this stars shine because the sun is reflecting off of them. Did you know that? That's why you see stars. It's actually the the sun is reflecting off of them and causing them to shine. Surely God's people should shine because God's light. And if you and I are reflecting God's light, if you and I, with His light shining upon us, is reflecting off this light, surely it's for His glory. Amen? That's exactly what it's for. So I ask you this morning not just because it's here at Christmas time, but we're going to use this time as an illustration in a, a way to look at our lives. If today, you were a Christmas ornament, what would you look like? Would you be that Christmas ornament, you know, that we'll pass by houses in June, and I hear this from my wife, I don't pay that big attention to it, but I do notice that when she brings it up, you drive by a house and it's in June, they still have the Christmas lights up. You ever seen that? They say, well, if they've left them up all year, they won't have to hang them come Christmas time. But they're not shiny. Actually, the only attention brought to it is its negative. What kind of Christmas ornament would you be? What kind of Christmas ornament do you look at? Look like? In all of this time, this season, we'll call it of Christmas. In all of its pageantries, if it causes us somewhere because of trees and presents and lights and all the things that this world puts around Christmas and I'm not saying those things are bad I'm not but I'm going to tell you they will become bad if they cause us not to see Jesus Christ in it, take it all down and throw it in a dumpster because if it's not for God's glory there's nothing to it in the first place how do people that know not Christ God's people that truly can celebrate Christmas. Because without Christ in it, there's really no celebration at all. It can just be a big party. It takes an individual to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ to celebrate Christmas the way that it should be because Christmas time is a time that is shown as it speaks of the star for God's glory. Also, something that I see about this star speaks of God's guidance. You see, the Magi followed the star. It tells nothing about their journey. Now I'm sure in that day and time it was hard traveling. There were probably times that they were on no road, were no motels to stop at. There were hardships in this traveling to find their Savior. It's one thing to see the star, but it's an entirely another to follow it. See that? It could have been possible that one of the magis, as he seen the star, he said, well finally come. We're good to go. We're just going to go back to what we was doing. We'll just sit around and try to figure out what God has in store for us next. That's not what they've done. One of them saw the star. They broadcast the star had been shown, and then what happened? It says they followed the star. Today, too many of God's people are sitting around saying, oh, I know what Christmas is about. I know what it's all for God's glory. I know what... Uh, God expects of me in my life. I know that he has a, a divine will upon my life. He's got everything laid out before me and set back and never follow that will. It's not what they done. They saw the star and they followed the star. Jesus Christ says in John chapter 8 verse 12 He says I am the light of the world Whosoever follows me will never walk in darkness But will have the light of life Psalms chapter 119 tells us That God's word is a lamp unto our feet And a light unto our path God's word teaches us time and time again That the Lord wants to be the guiding light In our lives You know, it's going to take something for God to be that guiding light. You don't need a guide if you're not going to follow, right? It's going to take something on us. We're going to have to, somewhere in our hearts, we're going to have to uh, find the moving of the Holy Spirit and pray for the moving of the Holy Spirit and ask for this divine guidance to fall upon us. And then we can't say, well, I need to know how it's going to be for a month out. You're going to say, Lord, what's the first step you need me to take? I don't have a clue of where you're going to guide, but I know you always give me best. I know we're going where you want us to go. I'll follow you one step at a time, just the way you've commanded me to follow. You see, they allowed God, the Magi allowed God to guide them. But not only that, they surrendered their personal plan. That seems to be a problem that we have today christian people we will sit back and we may not confess it to no one but we'll feel something moving in our lives we'll feel something pulling and drawing us towards a certain direction and then the very first thing that we say well you know what lord you know i ain't got time for all that i've got this going on and this going on and this going on i'm just not going to surely that's not what the Lord's telling me he knows my time better than I do and he knows I don't have that much time so I'll just look somewhere else I'll just keep praying I've done it in my own life and I've seen it through the lives of others people come to me and say boy I'm needing some direction in my life and the more that you talk to them the Lord gave you the direction about a month ago and you just never followed him in that direction But they're looking for a different direction. They're looking for something that suits them. Something that's comfortable for them. These Magi, they surrendered their personal plans. They didn't get up and say, well, you know what? Man, we got that meeting planned for next week. We'll have to schedule around that. I believe when they saw this star, when they knew that the Messiah had been born, I believe when that star was revealed to them, they saw the guiding hand of God on their lives and they broke all plans. They were packing camels and they're leaving there to go see it. Believe that about the story? Well, amen. man, surely that's the way it happened. The Messiah's born. They'd load it up and leave it. But not only that, here's one that we don't understand very well. They sacrifice their time, their energy, and their own resources. They sacrifice those things to follow the star. How many times in the Word of God do we see the word sacrifice or we see through the actions of someone? sacrifice remember when jesus came to those old fishermen and he said i'm gonna make you fishers of men you know what they done they didn't hang their nets They'd say well we don't want these to rot we need to hang them up they dropped everything they had and followed him you know that's the exact example that god expects out of you today and out of me drop everything that's going on that you think so important sacrifice somewhere along there and say, Lord, I'm going to give you all my time. I'm going to give you all my energy and I'm going to give you all my resources because I will see your glory. Seems like there was nothing more important to them at the time. Didn't it? Didn't it? Seems that somewhere they thought, you know, everything else may be going on. This may be going on in my life. I've got a sick camel over here. That wasn't their problem. They didn't even worry about that. They loaded up and went. they started following the guidance. They found the greatest gift ever given. So once the Lord had revealed His glory through the shining of the light, once they recognized that it was for God's glory, then they recognized it as a guidance in their life. And they followed that to the T. They took off right then. They laid everything aside, and they had a purpose. They was going to follow God's guidance. And at the end of that, they found the gift. I'm just wondering if there's been times in my life when I was not living it for God's glory. And then I started getting convicted, and I went, and I said, Lord, I need to confess these things to you. I know that I'm not doing this right in my life. I know that I'm failing you here. I'm not seeking you in all things. Lord, I want to live the way you would have me to live. And then God comes to me in that prayer life, and he starts laying a plan out before me. And he'll never send me where he's not already been. He's not going to send me and leave me to myself he's going to guide me and he's going to lead me there and when I get to that point of guidance that I say you know what Lord just stand back I got it stay in the truck I can handle this part watch me go right now and I never found the gift at the end of the guidance because somewhere in that guidance I quit following and started my own You believe today that God wants to bless you? Do you believe we have a God that is concerned about every second, every moment of your life? You believe that? Do you believe that there's a God that's capable of doing everything, and really He doesn't need our help? But there's a God that's capable of all things. And that same God wants to be our guide in our life. That same God wants to lead us because He's always going to give us the best. Amen? That's what He's going to do. And do you believe in him wanting to bless us once we have carried out that plan to the best of our ability with him leading us and us following the way that he's commanded that there's a blessing in store for us at the end of it because he loves us that much? And why are we doing it? So often we turn off past the path and miss the gift because we quit letting him to guide us in it. We miss the whole thing. so what they found beyond the star was God's gift to mankind. The world tells us today that Christmas can be celebrated by anyone. I don't believe that. And you can celebrate the holiday of Christmas. You cannot celebrate Christmas without knowing Jesus Christ. That may be offensive. You may be offended by me saying that today, but I'm telling you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you cannot celebrate Christmas the way it's intended to be celebrated. See, it's for God's glory. And today, this world, many may be sitting in sanctuaries this morning in our own community. It's around the world today. There are people sitting around whether it be in church, out of church, whatever they're doing today, that are lost. And I want you to see that there's something uh, was found by these wise men, by this magi uh, that was beyond the star, and it was the God's gift that was given to mankind. The Word of God tells us that the wages of sin is death. But, eternal life. Now the gift that's given by God is not a gift that has a bow on top of it. It's not uh, inside a bag. But it is a gift beyond the star. That's where this gift's at. It's beyond the star that the Magi followed that night was trying to find the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes beyond that. I'm going to tell you, it goes beyond the manger scene. Although that's where It goes beyond animals standing around and a virgin conceiving within her a child. It goes beyond that. Of us that know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, when you start looking at Christmas. So I prepared this sermon. I looked at Christmas. The ornaments that we put up, you know, they're all real shiny. You know why? So they can reflect light. Many trees have on top of them what? A star. We have all these lights that are here showing. Lights on the outside of your house. Your house, you do anything you want to with it. There's nothing wrong with buying gifts for one another. But I challenge you today, Calvary Baptist Church, that we understand what truly Christmas is. In everything, in every uh, red ball that you see on a Christmas tree, or every blue light that you see lit up, every candle that's powered by a battery that's flicking. Heavenly Father we come to you this morning (laughs) Lord we're thankful today that you loved us so much That you've seen what mankind was And you've seen the destructive path That we would not be able to pull out of And yet out of your love, grace, and mercy You decided son the best glory had to offer Lord you sent Christ born of a virgin living a sinless life seeking to please you with his life kill him. But in us doing that, he would become the sacrifice, the atonement that you required to deliver me. Lord, I'm thankful today that it didn't stop there, that three days later, your son, Jesus Christ, rose from the grave. And truly today, we as your people can truly celebrate what Christmas is meant to me. Thank you for Jesus today. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit move on me. It's these days to come that I see not one thing in the festivity of Christmas that does not remind you, not remind you. Thank you